back with episode 188 of the morning skate coming to you from sunday afternoon uh big rangers brewing series this weekend Ed, how how you guys doing um, yeah I, i'm pretty good dude uh i mentioned this before we hopped on i just think it's a little weird how you know we can podcast right after the rangers get fucked on national television but when when it happened Friday and we were all feeling about getting the podcast out of the way, let's do it. How went off the grid for forty eight hours? So I just want to say I'm here to take uh to take my bruises, my bumps and bruises. I'll be able to get through it. Um, also, I'm actually really proud of myself because a lot of New York Rangers fans, after they beat the Bruins the first time, uh, were claiming that we were a good hockey team and all this shit. And there was Cad just telling everybody, "Hey guys, like." Like, I don't know if this is going to be a team. Can Colin Blackwell continue to score all year? Like, which he did in this game, but, like, the stars aren't showing up. And then what do you know? Fucking matinee game on a Sunday, 12 o'clock, and the Rangers just, like, bent right over, dude. It, it was a bad game. We should we should save it for a little bit, but I did want to say um, it was pretty funny to go from Friday night or maybe Saturday morning where Ked was tweeting out polls, will the Rangers make the playoffs? Uh, to where we are right now, seems like no, dude. I you can ask anybody. I've said from like three weeks no. ago that we weren't making the playoffs, but I was very interested to see how many fucking idiot mm. Rangers fans after beating the Bruins were like, "Yeah, dude, it's possible." The Stanley Cup's ours. Yeah, no, I hear that. Um, I think we should just hop into. It. We'll get to Bruins Rangers in a bit. Dale told me I came in too hot the first time we tried to start, uh, so I'm trying to tone it down. Let's go. All right, bud. NHL on the news. Let's go. Panarin with the leave of absence. Uh, Ked, let's let's hand it right off to you for this one. Tell you what, boys. That was not the way I wanted to start my week. Monday morning, wake up, and Panarin's gone. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Why is somebody taking the leave of absence? And it's actually funny because it ties into last week's thing when we were talking about Russians and enforcers. And are there any Russian enforcers? Well, apparently there is this one guy, Andre Nazarov. I've never heard of him. Uh, so he can't be that sweet. He was, he was uh, Panarin's old coach when he was in the KHL, comes out of the woodwork and says that uh, during one of their trips to this one place that Panarin beat the wheels off an 18-year-old girl back in like 2011, yada, yada, yada. So this Nazarov guy, he he's a big Putin dude. He's a psychopath. Like he's He coaches in the KHL. He's gone fine and suspended by, for like throwing sticks at people. Uh, when he was a fighter in the NHL, he used to headbutt people. He's not really like a, a guy that I think that you'd want to spend with, like if you had a daughter or grandparents, you wouldn't want this guy around him. Um, and he comes out and says all these things. So since this has happened, all of Panarin's, well, not all of them, but a lot of Panarin's teammates from that team came out and said, that's absolutely not true. I thought one of the names was, that was pretty funny was Morasti was on that squad. And it's like, yeah, I would have heard about it. I was, a, I was a veteran leader on that team. Good old Canadian boy playing in the KHL. Yeah. If anyone's getting in a fight on that team at like a bar or something, it's probably Morasti. It, it's the same. Off the ice is the same as on the ice. When there's when there's shit being started, normally the people that like to get in the shit are around the shit. Like if I was right. at a bar and like there was a fight going off and I was on the Rangers, like Brendan Lemieux would probably be in there. 
and uh, that wasn't the case. So this stems from Panarin um, being vocal against the politics in Russia. He's not a Putin guy. I think he's the only Russian athlete that I've seen that ever ever have come out and said that. Um, if you guys don't know, the, the, I don't know if there was a vote. I, I don't know exactly what happened, but the guy who was opposing Putin ended up getting poisoned. I, I wonder who did that. And then left the country, and he wasn't allowed to leave the country. So he left the country to get better. He got better, and when he came back, they're like, you left the country, so now you're going to do three years of manual labor. So that guy has a rough three years lined up. But Panarin supports that guy. Um, took a leave of absence. I'm going to guess, speculate, if you will, that this is like just trying to take care of your image and, and your family, right? Like he has family owned Russia. That's got to be scary. The Russians, we talked about last week with that fight club, dude. They handle their shit differently over there. <laughs> Um, and here's one thing that I thought that kind of stood out. Uh, Artem Anisimov was asked about Panarin and if Russian players are talking with each other about, it, and he said, no, we don't talk about that, which makes me think like, that's something that you very like, that's, that's a little bit of tea, right? Dude, that's drama going on. I feel like there's probably a Russian group text somewhere. And the fact that like, they're not even talking about it, like some real sketchy shit. I hope Breadman gets back. I fucking love that guy. Like obviously he's so good at hockey, but there's a lot of comments coming out by Rangers where they're like, you don't understand the shit that he does for everybody off the ice. Probably he got paid. So I hope Panarin ends up coming back because other than Panarin, the Rangers don't have any suitable top six talent regularly, consistently uh, until Lafreniere gets there. At some point he has two assists in his last couple of games. When Capo comes back from COVID, that'll be good. But 93 and 20 to me are an absolute embarrassment the fact that we were talking about these guys fucking being captains at the beginning of the year, like, Oh yeah. Chris Kreider scored a hat trick against the flyers guys. It's not like he fucking did anything. He stood in front of the net and all three goals were a rebound. It wasn't like he was really working for it. And I thought what was hilarious was after the game, Kreider was interviewed and he's like, the, uh, the effort was clearly there just because you scored three fucking goals, dude. And now he's playing the piano. I'm fucking over it, but that's, that's off topic. What do you have on Panarin? Not much, dude. I mean, I feel like you're feeling it today with the Rangers stuff. You're definitely like, this is post-game loss. Like, you're in your feelings. No, I, I don't think, think it is, dude. I'm just being a fucking realist. Chris Kreider is the most inconsistent <laughs> player in the National Hockey League with all the tools to be like an elite superstar. He's just an idiot. Like, he's yeah. so dumb. And I, I don't know what's going on with Mika Zibanejad. The only, if it's not the whole COVID aftermath, and it's something, if it's anything other than like him having COVID and not being able to come back the way he was immediately, I get that. If it's anything other than that, like, fuck off. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think my two takeaways, I think Nazaroff is the same guy who, who when TJ Galliardi talked uh, yep. about the KHL. Yeah. Right. And then he yep, said TJ. he should be jailed. Yep. So, like, Nazaroff's just kind of like a huge troll. Not only like, jailed, but jailed without a bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, he's just like a troll. He's like, I don't know. I feel like Nazaroff just throws jabs out there because he wants to keep the KHL relevant and like be that like Russian. Like, I think he thinks he's a lot cooler than he actually is. You know what I mean? I've never even heard of the fucking guy until this. Like, cool, dude. You got your five seconds of fame. Everybody called you a scumbag liar. Good for you, dude. Hey, you're really, you're supporting your country though. Yeah. I think it would be really fun too, to have like, even if it's like the senators just have like one random NHL team go over and like beat the wheels off a Russian team and then come back. Like that would kind of feel good. Cause you know how they never play. That would be so fucking cool if if the NHL the NHL never do it because if they lost that would be devastating to them. Great marketing thing, right? Dude, yeah, but if they for the NHL that'd be like, do you remember when uh, Syracuse lacrosse would go play like Onondaga 
Yeah. And all these things, and and like they would play them because they were good, but they knew that they would win, and then they lost. And I don't know if they played them. Wait, did they ever lose OCC? I don't know. So yeah, it was something similar yeah. to that. So I mean, that's devastating for your image. But like back in the day, like do you remember when the 1980 Russians would come over and they play like the NHL All Stars and they would fucking kill them and shit like that? It would be really cool to see like uh, our best against your best, and let's just fucking beat the wheels off you. But who knows? yeah, yeah, I don't know. And I think too, hopefully. Hopefully everything's all right with Panarin. I just wanted to throw that one out too. Do you remember Oleg Teradoski? Teradoski. Fuck yeah, dude. He wore like number thirty something. Yeah, and his mom got. I think he was from the Ukraine, and his mom got kidnapped by like the Russian mob while he was in the NHL. So like, it's real. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean. So hopefully he's all right, and like hopefully everything's too true. I thought the Rangers have had kind of like PR nightmares left and right this year, and I thought that they stood really strongly behind Panarin like really quickly. Uh, which was kind of telling because I don't think they would make that mistake if they really didn't. Exactly. You can't just come out and say we openly support Panarin if, if there's most chance that he beat up an 18-year-old girl. Right, because most most teams, I feel like, would be like we're like investigating it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And they weren't. They're like we're team Panarin, fuckers. Yeah, which is a, like if, they did, if, they were, if they're wrong, that's terrible, but I don't think they would take that bound. So that's good. Yeah, we stand with Bradman. Um, moving on, we've got Jordan Bennington. <laughs> Freaking out after being pulled against the Sharks. Uh, I didn't see this one, but I read about it in the group chat. What do you guys got? How how did this happen? I mean, he just got I mean, pulled. Yeah, he got pulled. He had a rough game. I've been there. I don't know if you guys have been there. I have a tendency to throw a hissy fit every once in a while if I'm not playing well and just start talking shit to everybody around me. So I've been there. I've never thrown a fake punch and then like he threw a dude. He threw a tantrum. Yeah, he sure. threw a temper tantrum. That's all he did. Like he, it was a straight up like. Six or seven year old in, in the aisle of Walmart trying to fucking get like an Elmo doll, and the parents saying no, and the kid fucking blowing a gasket. This is exactly yeah. what it was. I would like to throw out there. I know they didn't fight, but I I liked Evan Dubnik's comments, and I liked that he like kind of gave him one in the head when he was skating off the ice. So Dubnik said, "I don't know why he's skating around pretending to punch guys." I told him to get off the ice. He's 165 pounds, swinging at guys, fake punching guys. That kind of sums it up, dude. Like Dubnik was just kind of like, "Bro, like get the fuck out of here." Yeah, it was. Uh, that was that was probably as clown show in the NHL I've seen in a really long time. Yeah, and with that being said, like I kind of hate Bennington because of the Blues Bruins Stanley Cup final, but I still, it's still kind of funny. Like I wouldn't really like if he was my goalie, I would probably laugh about it. I think, right? Would you? I, I mean, you can because Tuka Rask throws temper tantrums all the time, so I can see how you could identify yourself with somebody like that. Me, who who roots for a team full of professionals, I don't. I don't think there's any room in the game for that. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> he seems he seemed like kind of a composed guy. It's a little shocking, but I guess you never know. I Those think are fucking like, weirdos too. You can't forget yeah, that. You can't tell. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Nice. Uh, next, we got some Mike Babcock talk from Jeff O'Neill. Kat, do you want to get into this one? Yeah, I mean, I'm a little familiar with this. I just who's Jeff O'Neill? Should I know who that is? Did he play I for thought, the Hurricanes? Yep. Okay. Yeah, and he played for the Leafs and he played for the Red Wings. He played for Babcock. Okay. Uh, he pretty much just came out and said that. So Mike Babcock, I think we talked about this. How he got hired by like a, a university in Canada, and Jeff O'Neill pretty much just came out and said like he can't deal with people not kissing his ass. Yeah. I, I don't and have getting what he deserves, and that yeah. no one cares about you, Mike Babcock. Like go away. Yeah. And I, I liked it, dude. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that at all. It's it's about time people start saying their actual feelings. And mm-hmm. and O Dog too is like 
he's like a big deal in Canada. Like to me, like when you talk, like Did you just call him O Dog. Yeah, that's what they call him, O Dog. Like he really like. I I don't know. I like Jeff O'Neill. I think he I, I think he's good at talking about his fucking nickname. You don't like O Dog. O Dog's a great nickname. It's a great nickname. I just don't have. a Was it shocking that I went there that soon? Yeah, I don't know. I'm I, just saying. I, I thought we were gonna be fucking talking Jeff O'Neill, and you're like, "Yeah, bro, my my fucking buddy up in Canada, old dog man." Like, I support him. I just yeah, think, it, I'm, in, I'm into it though. And dude, I'm happy. Like, Matt, like Babcock too going to NBC made no sense. Like, they got rid of Milbury and Jr. because they are too controversial, and then they brought in Babcock. Like, you know what I mean? I'm kind of happy that he's his lumps. Great. Yeah, but dude, they got rid of Milbury and Ronick because they got canceled by everybody who was fucking throwing a hissy fit because they're saying shit that they don't agree with, right? Whatever. I, I guess in their mind, Babcock hadn't done that publicly yet, and they needed to have some sort of ratings or stir because now, like, I don't know. Yeah, oh dog. But I, I liked it. I thought it, I thought it was a. Uh, uh, I mean, it, it seemed like everybody fucking says this, dude. Like everybody just says he's a bully. He's just a dick and. Like he won, what did he, he won a couple cups with Detroit, which I mean that had to have been really hard to do, and then he won an Olympic gold medal with Canada again. That must be really hard to do. It's like okay, yeah, you've won, but I'm pretty sure like Andre Nazarov probably could have helped win a gold medal with Canada coaching them. Yeah, agree. Would have been great to have the audio. Sounds like if, if only if only we were prepared. <laughs> Nice. Well, it sounds like you like to be a big fish in a small pond. That's what they say. So, uh, Jeff Eichel has uh, won five on five goal in the last 26 games. Jack Eichel. What I said. You said Jeff. No, nah, you're talking about O Dog, dude. I said Jeff. You said Jeff Eichel. Again, prepare to fail, failed to prepare. Yeah. Uh, Eichel's got one five on five goal in his last 26 games. He's going to be going to the Rangers. Taylor <laughs> Hall has a goal, 11 assists in 18 games. So Taylor Hall is producing, just not putting the puck in the back of the net. But the fact that he has 11 assists, that means he has the puck. That's what you want to see as a Sabres fan. Uh, Jeff Skinner, no goals and assists in 15 games. He got healthy scratched. And he said it all the years in his league that he doesn't think that he needs to be watching to learn from anything. I love that. Although at the same time, like if you're making $9 million a year, I would not be going to the press and saying any sort of things. I mean, you, you're literally doing nothing to make a giant paycheck. Like ride that fucking wave, dude, because before you know it, you're not going to be in the NHL anymore and you're not going to be making that $9 million a year. So no, here's a question for you though. So Jeff Skinner's like, I know his body's kind of composing, but do you think he could be a dominant figure skater? You know how the story was always Jeff Skinner. <laughs> Was a figure skater growing up too, and yeah. that's why he made it to the NHL. Like, I think, I think, yeah, I think we kicked that to our figure skating uh, uh, analyst correspondent. Yeah, yeah, Dale. Yeah, hundred percent. I think any any NHL player that really wanted to could be a very well figure skater. Ah, uh, maybe not true. I don't know. Jeff Skinner's a pretty good skater. I mean, yeah, totally. You just need the edge work. You you can do An- anything. Analysis, but yeah, I I mean. To me, I just want – I think, like, the Jack Eichel part That's was kind of shocking to me. Yeah. Uh, like, what is – what's Eichel – what's Eichel's game plan there? Like, I, I don't know We know. to know we if know. it's complete – We know Eichel's game plan, dude. He doesn't want to go with the Rangers. Who are you going to give up? Mika Zibanejad, Kratzov, Nils Lundqvist, and two first-round picks. What about Carter? Yeah, get rid of him too, but it wouldn't work because of the salary. Ah, uh, no, it wouldn't work because of the salary. But they would need – that's an, I also hate playing the the fucking trade game because you literally never know what's going to happen. Like that was probably so much that I just gave up, and the Rangers aren't going to give up any of that. 
Like you, you literally um, never know. I fucking hate playing that game because like it's better time. than like the people online though who are like, yeah, like maybe we can get like we can get like a top six forward for like a fifth round pick at the deadline. It's like that's not how it works. Back like when, we give them some shitty prospect and like a third round pick and they'll love it. Yeah, dude. Back when HF boards was huge, all the Rangers fans wanted to trade their entire team for Julius Honka, and that guy's not even in the NHL. So. Who was the uh, who was the kid? I think he ended up with Carolina, the Finn. He was supposed to be really Sorella. good. Sorella, we traded him for Eric Stahl, and the the world burned because we gave up such a great prospect. He's he's had a hell of a career. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I don't even know where we're going with this anymore. I feel for the Sabers though. I thought Dude, I feel like a lot. Of- going last twenty six games. Yeah, and you know what else is confusing too? I heard rumors that Hall is interested in signing an extension there. So it's like, do you want to win a cup, Taylor Hall? I don't think so. I think he. I think Taylor Hall is going to be one of those, one of those players when he's like thirty-five, he'll sign with a team and win a cup, and everybody will be like, "Oh, Taylor Hall was such a great hockey player." And it's like, well, he was pretty good, but he was pretty good on shitty teams. He he is the uh, what the fuck was his name? The kid on Mohan Shalmont. We we used to play high school hockey, and everybody would beat Mohan Shalmont ten to two every game. But the but he'd same, have like eighty-seven. He'd have like 80 goals at the end of the year, and then he'd be like first team fucking section two, and it's like this kid can barely fucking skate. <laughs> yeah. Elby or whatever the fuck his name was. Yeah, exactly. Oh, nice. So Montreal, one of the hottest teams to start the season, they've lost, um, or they've only won two out of their last eight games with two embarrassing losses to the Ottawa Senators, resulting in uh, Claude Julian. Getting fired. What do you guys got on that? That kind of that kind of surprised me. I mean, you get swept by the Senators this year. You're kind of looking down the barrel of the gun. I think <laughs> I think it sucks, dude. I I think it sucks because I think Claude actually had that team performing, and I sounded like most of the players liked playing for him, and I thought it made sense with their system. But they went cold. And if any if there's like anything we've learned doing this podcast over the years is that Bergevin shoots like Bergevin. Uh, is not someone who always thinks stuff through. Like he just goes with his gut and he runs with it. Trade deadline goalies doesn't matter. So I don't know, man. I I kind of understand the move. Carey Price has been shitty this year. Eight 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 save percentage with a three point one three goals against average. He's got a ten point five million dollar contract uh, for five more years. That's pretty crazy. Kind of burdens them. And if you think about it, but like at the same time, I guess I was going to propose to you. Kev, there are a lot of Montreal people saying this slides all carry Price's fault. Um, what do you have on that? I mean, what? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I read his numbers. He's he's struggling this year, but I feel like it's hard as a Montreal Canadiens fan to like blame everything on Carey Price when he's carried your franchise for so long. Yeah, I have a really weird thing about Carey Price. Everybody loves Carey Price, and I get why he's a really good goalie. But there's also a, a realm of Twitter that hates Carey Price based on like analytics and shit like that, and they think he's like the most overrated player ever to play in the NHL. My only thing about this is, like, if you ask all the players in the NHL who the best goalie is, doesn't Carey Price normally, isn't he, like, a top three, like, pick by, like, players picking goalies? I, yeah. I feel like I would base my shit off of players rather than stats. Um, Claude, is Claude, I don't know, Claude Julie won a cup with the Bruins. He had a pretty good team there. He's a defensive-type coach. We've also talked about this a lot. It's almost like hockey's passing him by in the way he coaches. Yeah, and... I, I mean, I don't know. I talked to Jay Latulip, who's a big uh, Habs fan. He was happy about it. Uh, you yeah. have a link here, and it, it says, look at this guy. I haven't clicked on it. Is it the dude on the bench with, like, the fucking, like, absolute, like, sterling gray hair? 
Yes, yeah. So their new interim coach, Dominique Ducharme. I mean, he looks like a villain from like 101 Dalmatians or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That he, to me, like, close your eyes, picture a Montreal Canadiens coach, and I look at this guy, and like, that fits perfect. Yeah, yeah. He he smells (laughs) like a mixture of like cigarettes and polo blue. (laughs) Yeah, too much polo blue. I agree with that completely. I don't know. I think the Habs will turn it around. And from like a Habs fan perspective, I kind of get it too. Because like they have Suzuki who kind of cooled down, uh, Kotkaniemi. They have a lot of good young players. And Claude Julien isn't always uh, the best guy for those type of players. He likes more of like two-way veterans. And sometimes as a rookie, you really have to earn it. So maybe a new coach coming in there will shake that up and Suzuki can start lighting it up again. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be too worried about that. If I'm a Canadiens fan, like, I mean, when you fire your head coach, that's a little, like, troubling, but they've looked pretty decent this year. Like, Josh Anderson's been producing. Shea Weber's awesome on the back end. They still have Petrie. They still have pieces there. Uh, I, I actually really like this move for the Canadians. Get it done early in the year, and hopefully it's something you can rally around. Dominic. Here we got him. Mm-hmm. That fucking guy. Nice. Okay, now we're going to move on to Todd Bertuzzi. Todd Bertuzzi was booked and released from jail early this morning. Unknown charges. I just kind of want to put this in here. Uh, are we are we allowed to guess what it was for? Probably. No, I don't know, dude. I hope he's okay. I love Todd Bertuzzi, so I have no comment at this time. I feel like it's too early. It's too early to guess. I like where your heart's at, but like overall, we are Bertuzzi fans. I hope he's okay. I uh, He just was on Cam Jansen's podcast the other day, the Cam and Strick podcast. Yeah, a story about uh, him and Mike Milbury. When he was younger, he went into the office and he told Milbury they wanted it to be uh, traded. And he goes, "Okay, yeah, we can do that for you. We're sending you to Salt Lake City." And he's like, "Salt Lake City," and that was in the IHF or the whatever league it was. So I, I sent him, so I sent him there. I don't even think he got a chance to play. They called him back to the Islanders, where they they healthy scratched him for like four games in a row, and then they sent him to their AHL team just to go there. Didn't play. Called them back up, and then they traded him. So, like, that Millberry put him through the absolute fucking gauntlet. I thought that was kind of a really funny fucking story about, like, Bertuzzi walking in, oh, I'm being traded. And he's like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm being traded. And he just got dicked around for a couple weeks and then traded. It's good to it's good to know that, like, Mike Millberry, the commenter, was, like, the same person as Mike Millberry, the GM. Do you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Just, yeah. like, nonsensical. He's not, yeah, he's not, he's not putting on any sort of show for the people. He is who he is, dude. I am who I am. Shout out EO Dubs. Oh yeah. So this one, this one's pretty funny. Uh, I don't know if you guys used to trade Pokemon cards or any things like this kid, this kid in my high school, a little backstory real quick. No, dude, I grew up playing sports and I go to the vault and my dad would buy me hockey trading cards. Yeah. So my elementary school banned Pokemon cards because kids were selling fake Charizards. So, um, this, this is kind of in line of women. Simpler in- times, dude, simpler times. Like can you imagine like they banned trading Pokemon cards and only a few years later, yoga oh, pants yeah, were banned, dude. dude. Like they, it, it all started from the Pokemon cards. Yeah. They ban like Pokemon go now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the yoga pants. <laughs> we're dating ourselves but uh yeah women arrested women arrested in quebec city for selling fake alexis lafreniere peewee hockey cards that's, that's pretty freaking funny i like too the reason they were fake it's like if you ever listen to spin chicklets ryan whitney always references this uh quebec peewee hockey tournament championship she fake stamped quebec peewee hockey tournament championship on it so they tried to make it look like it was a one-of-a-kind from the peewee championships but like 
It wasn't, dude. I don't know. I think that's incredible. Your boy, Gary V. Dale, who I absolutely hate. I think he's a nincompoop who spews nonsense and doesn't actually get anything done. Um, right. he, he's really hot on cards, right? And you hear about like Top Shot or whatever going on with basketball cards right now. Um, and now you see Lafreniere's peewee cards are getting fucking faked. I mean, it seems like the market is hot, no? Bro, how much money did somebody have to pay for one of those cards for you to get arrested doing this? hundred bucks. They were selling for a hundred bucks on eBay. So here's the card. And like, look at this 2013 Pee Wee. Hey, I love that. Let's kind of die. If we can dissect his back of his card right now, I love that. Like a 12 year old Lafreniere's favorite player was Patrick Kane. That's big. Yeah. Left wing number 47. Kind of a dusty number when you're a Pee Wee. I don't know. I kind of like that one too. What about yeah, you? That kid, I mean, that kid sticks out, and you know, if that you're, he's the, a ton if of you're like a, a grinder and you wear 47, that makes sense. But if you're like a super, if you're the best kid on your team and you're wearing 47, that's you pretty can wear cool. whatever number you want. If you're I'm a big player. advocate for people who are way better than other people and choose a number that just sticks out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what I, I guess like what made it fake? Did they put like some sort of like I said it, dude. They fucking put the Pee Wee tournament emblem on it. They acted like it was an official Pee Wee tournament card, but they weren't. Is that so like does that Pee Wee tournament sell cards? I guess I, I guess I'm just trying to figure out like how this is fake. Like if it said tops on it or like fleet, I could understand, but like so, so something she, had to have. She got arrested. She's manufacturing cards and selling them for a profit. Why can't she do that? Because she's using like other companies. If someone if someone printed a card and put our logo on it, it was making a hundred bucks. We'd be too hard to do anything about it. Right, but a real organization would be pissed off. So that's the difference. That's fair. (laughs) Yeah, watch out the Morning Skate podcast. I'm just going to throw that out there. A little slander. I still think we should all buy a pack of cards and see who can end up with the most money in the end in like a month. I'm into it. Yeah, that's a good idea. All All right, right. Dale, what's next? I can't wait for him to read this one. I know. I'm looking. This is a big name for Dale. Uh, next, we got the Red Wings going 0 for 40 on the power play before Deho has scored a power play in, in a 5 to 3 win versus the Blackhawks on Friday night. Joe's. Joe's. The Juice? That's, that's David Johnson, Ollie, Ollie, Sav, Savarina, Sav, Sally. What? <laughs> D-J-O-O-S. I was just kind of going off what Hal did a couple podcasts ago. Yeah, except for that wasn't phonetically correct. That wasn't the Army alphabet. You're using, you were filling in your own words. That was the Dale alphabet. Yeah, yeah, I tend to do that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like, I like the pronunciation struggles. I just wanted to throw this one in there. O for forty on the power play stinks. Uh, I saw this tweet the other day and I screenshotted it. I was like, oh, this will be good to talk about on the podcast. And then, of course, last night I checked. And they scored last night to end the drought. But over forty. I mean, if you're like Dylan Larkin or one of their star players, like, how do you go over forty on the power play? Have you ever come anywhere close to that? I was never on a power play, but can you imagine how pissed <laughs> off the penalty killers were? Like, hey, coach, why don't you fucking give me a shot? <laughs> These guys are over fucking forty. I'm sure they had to have been trying everybody. I mean, at what point can't you just buy a goal? Just, I don't know. I thought it was a sad stat, and that's like the most frustrating shit ever. Like when you're on a team. And you know the man advantage is going to go 0 for 6 that night, like your favorite team. It's the worst. Yeah, I, I mean, the Rangers, I don't 
remember them going over 40, but I remember like a few times where they would go through a drought and they'd get a power play and I would just be like, can they just tell the refs not to do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Dale, you got anything on that? Power play yips? Nah, I, um, no. Nah. Um, <laughs> sorry, I was going to try to make something up about my power play experience, but I don't, I don't have anything. I can't wait to talk about our power play experience and beerly ground up. That'll be fun. Yeah, Beerly Roundup is going to be pretty fun this week. But uh, before we get into that, we've got the Rangers Bruins. Fucking, I, I, all right, my opinion, I didn't watch the game today. I know you guys don't care too much about my opinion, but I'll give it a little bit up front. Um, Rangers came out smoking hot on Friday. It was fun to watch. I was with Connor, our buddy, our other Rangers fan, and it was just like, hadn't seen them play like that all year. And then in a very long time, um, I think the fans played into it. I think they played a little bit better, um, kind of having that let's go Rangers at the end of the second period. A lot of, uh, yeah, just a lot of momentum. It looked like they finally found an identity, found uh, they, were, they were cruising up there. I don't know. Nothing bad to say about them. Um, but, they lost that identity today. Dale. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I didn't watch the game. That's why I was uh, – that's why I was saying it. No, I think something that stuck out to me, the Rangers shit pumped the Bruins. I was excited about it. I was nervous because they, they Bruins had just played the Islanders and they just got whacked by them too. So I thought the Bruins were going to have a bounce back game. Rangers come in, they beat them, right? Uh, pretty much everybody scored. It wasn't just one dude. I think Strom had his first three-point game of the season. That was nice to see. And I remember texting Hal about it and being like, yo, the Rangers haven't played this physical this year. Like this is something that I like to see. And then Hal hit me with a, yeah, but we're playing like shit. And then, but no, but I think that's accurate, right? Because your team can play really, really well, right? But if they're playing against a team that just doesn't have anything going, I think it gives you that false sense of hope. Like if I had texted how that and was like, hey, the Rangers are playing well, and he's like, and he didn't say the Bruins are playing like shit, like the Bruins were still playing the Bruins game, that would have been, meant a lot more. So when he kind of put it into perspective that the Bruins were just shitting the bed, it was like, okay, so I probably shouldn't get too excited about this. And then that's exactly what happened today. Um, Nick Ritchie, man, can fuck right off. That fat fuck. I hate that guy. Hey, wait, really quick. Let me go. Let's go back. <laughs> back and forth. I'm going to cut you off there. Let's go back to the first game really quick. So I'm going to throw some stuff off to you. Did you did you mention it right off the draw? We have to get into it. Adam Fox turtling on Brad Marchand. Uh, your thoughts? Uh, I told you this, man. Like, I think Adam Fox is going to be a top 10 defenseman in the league for years to come. I think Adam Fox is going to be a huge uh, influence on the Rangers. I think Adam Fox will be a career assistant captain after that. You cannot possibly put a C on a player that doesn't have the will or fight to go at somebody who's wet willing them on national television. You can't, you cannot follow somebody into a field of battle after seeing something like that. Like I guarantee you, Benjamin Martin never did that back in the Patriot. That never once happened. You ever see Jamie Ben turtle? No, I understand that that's not Adam Fox's game. I totally get that. He's not a fighter. He's, he's a Harvard kid, but <laughs> fuck man. Like that. Yeah. Was, that my, was my thing. And I texted this to you and our buddy fever boy Rex. I just feel like if, if Lars Eller drops the gloves against Brad Marchand, then Adam Fox should be able to drop the gloves against Brad Marchand. And again, doesn't really take away. Adam Fox still looked great in this game overall. Um, I just thought some Rangers fans were kind of skewing the reality of what happened there, and I just wanted to point that out. Well, Adam, Fox, other than Adam Fox could have scored six goals that game, and I still wouldn't have named him one of the three stars. And he was still named one of the three stars. Like, what an embarrassing victory lap that must have been. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, but the Rangers, the, the Rangers dominated the rest of the game. So I don't know if I have too much more. Halak, 
Halak and Tuka got shelled back-to-back games, which I thought was weird. You texted me about this, and then he didn't yank them. Like, Tuka had let in five, and he was still in. Kind of a crazy move. I don't know. What do you have on that? Do you like that move, making the goalie suffer? I mean, if you made the first goalie suffer, you have to make the second goalie suffer. That's why I asked you if he had gotten yanked. Because in the first game, if somebody got yanked, you probably yank him again. But if the first goalie has to do it, the second goalie has to do it. Fair. Yeah, fair. And then I just thought for the Bruins, really the big thing for me was no Lazan, no Kevin Miller on the back. And they're two of the tougher guys. Yeah, both hurt. Matt Grizzlick's hurt too. So that's our top three, our top two on the left side. So it's a lot. Uh, that we were missing. Eurovac and I didn't play good oh. in game two. Game one, he Poor got bullied you, dude. We had Brendan Smith, Libor Hayek, and Jack Johnson, and they're f- permanent fixtures in our top six. Okay? We just signed Jared Tenorti. So let, I guess permanent fixtures is tough. That's that's hard because these are like our eight, nine, ten defensemen. Yeah, that we're playing dude, right well, these are our three fucking four, five, and six, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say game one, Jack Johnson actually kind of had – some grit. I don't know if you agree with that, but he was kind of mixing it up a bit. Yeah, yeah, grit. But he was also he must have turned the puck over tw- like twenty to thirty fucking times. I don't care how much grit you have, control the puck. That's that is the thing that drives me nuts about the Rangers is because fucking oh it fucking pisses me off. David Quinn talks about oh like you need to control the puck and possess the puck this and that this and that and you continue to play players that are scared to death have the puck on their stick. I've never seen somebody more scared to play a National Hockey League game than Libor Hayek. And I understand that that was somebody that was thrown into that Miller-McDonough deal. They really wanted him. That guy is so fucking scared to play hockey, I have no idea why he's on the team. Like, he gets the puck, and he immediately shits his pants and turns his back to the wall and just hugs the wall. Like, get rid of him. Get rid of him. Get rid of Jack Johnson. Put fucking at least potatoes. Fun to watch. Like, yeah, he'll fuck up, but like, in your head, you're just thinking he's just screaming in a Long Island accent, so it's like kind of cool. These guys are awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. Um, that all makes sense to me. I do think, though, on the flip side, game one really showed you guys have like really good. Like you're like 13 to 17. Like your call ups, your taxi squad is a bunch of random veterans. They're just all like 27 style. and like five foot 10, but skate hard. Makes no sense, but they play well. The Ra- that's the best thing the Rangers did this year. The depth forwards that they brought in with Kevin Rooney, F- Phil DiGiuseppe, who played last year. But like Phil DiGiuseppe, I understand he's not going to score a ton of goals because that's just really not a part of his skill set. But that guy works so fucking hard, always. And he's always hard on the forecheck. You love seeing shit like that. Again, Colin Blackwell has been good. Julian Gauthier has been our best forward all fucking year, and he never plays. So that's kind of fun to watch. Who's the guy who scored the goal yesterday? I think it was his first two games. Has like a long name. Oh, Brunsky. Yeah, fucking me and me and... Uh, Fever Boy, we're talking about like there's like people are talking. We're gonna win the cup, and we have a guy named Brodzinski in our lineup. And he goes, <laughs> and he scores a diving goal. It's like, oh Jesus! When I looked at, so I'll say this last thing on game one. When I looked at your guys' uh, roster beforehand, I felt super confident. Like when I saw his name, I was like, what is going on in the Rangers tonight? Um, actually, one more thing: people are pissed that we didn't re-sign Chara because like we're injured right now. We don't have depth D, and they're getting mad that guys like Eurovac and Einan are like getting walked in games. But like. Before this, they were all clamoring to have young defensemen, but like young defensemen are gonna fuck up. Like, not every game's gonna be perfect. You know what I mean? Like, you're gonna have shitty games. Doesn't mean they're bad. They're just learning. And I just don't. Bruins fans, to me, after game one, all the people acting like there's so many issues. Let's go pay the world to get Matias Ekholm to the Bruins. Like, I just thought it was such an overreaction. They were just on a slide and with a bunch of injuries. You know? 
That's what fans do, dude. If they don't, if they clamor for one thing and it doesn't work, then they clamor for the other thing. This is like a fucking seesaw right now because this was awesome because like you were up here at this point and now today I'm going to slam down and I'm going to fucking bump you up and you're going to fucking bruise your tailbone. So game two. That way, hold on. That that one guy just named Vakanainen. What's his name? Boy, welcome to the NHL with that Chris Kreider goal. He went in to check Chris Kreider and Kreider actually did something and used his weight and then just went around through a puck at the net. That was cool. that, that, That... I don't think it was a sick goal. He just threw it at the net and it hit some fucking shit. But like, that's something that Chris Kreider should be doing on a regular basis that he doesn't ever do. And I'm so sick of watching Chris Kreider skate a million miles an hour at a defenseman who gets rid of the puck and then not finish a body check. Why are you doing that? You're wa- you're wasting all of your fucking energy, and that defenseman knows you're not going to hit him the next time he has the puck. What does that do? I don't know. You know what's funny about Kreider, too? People always make fun of his offsides. He, in, The Bruins have played the Rangers four times, and he's twice had an intentional offsides where it's gone all the way down. Because like on like the dumbest hockey player. He has no idea what's going on. And all these people that are like, Chris Kreider's the smart. You guys don't know a fucking thing because offsides is literally one of the easiest things not to do. I, I met Adam Oates got interviewed on Spit and Chicklets, I think, and Adam Oates said that he can tell if a player's smart or not based on how many times he goes offsides. There you go. RPI. Adam Oates, big RPI guy. Fucking idiot, dude. Getting teach Kreider that at BC. But, uh, game two. Nice. So game two, right? I don't know. I I don't know your thoughts on 3-1 right off the bat. I said this. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but we talked about it uh, together. The Madden A games just don't have as much juice as like the 7 o'clock Wednesday night games. I felt like today's game was way toned down. I think part of that was the Bruins kind of played a little more physical in the first period and were more surgical. They were just crisper. They Cassidy benched three guys. Uh, we had like Camphor and McKagan, which was kind of weird. But you could tell the Bruins were sick of losing. So I, I think it just came down to the Bruins playing like their type of game. They just played a good game. That was it. The first game, the Rangers kicked the Bruins in the mouth. And the second game, the Bruins kicked the Rangers in the mouth. The Rangers had no idea what to do about it. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, the only fight that they displayed was in the last two seconds of the game when Brendan Lemieux fought Nick Ritchie. Right, and we go back first period. Richie, you now hate Richie. You were a fan of Richie, I think, two podcasts ago. He falls on uh, Georgiev's head. Georgiev bleeds, has to leave uh, concussion protocol. Uh, what would you have on that? He looks like that fat substitute teacher in history class that smells bad and hits on all the hot chicks. That's 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 what Nick Richie screams to me. Yeah, but uh, here, here's the thing, and I totally agree with that, and I don't like when – I don't. I like Lemieux's game. I don't like Lemieux, but um, I thought it was cool that they did fight with two seconds left. Like Nick Ritchie can be a scumbag, but he dropped the gloves. Huge bitch boy move by Nick Ritchie on that faceoff because I knew that they were going to fight, and instead of him being already in, close, he didn't let him jump him. That's smart, bitch boy move, dude. That's smart, dude. That's that's smart. He literally watched Frederick get jumped last time. That's Lemieux's only way of winning fights, and so he fucking skated 10 feet away. I loved that, and that's kind of like a FU. I thought Lemieux held his own because Richie's just bigger. You that know was what I not mean? an FU. That was a, oh, I'm a scared big boy, and I can't oh, be Oh, give me a break. You fight for your boy, strength. I'm, I'm Nick Richie. I need, I need 20 feet of space before I could fight you, Brandon Lemieux. Bitch Brandon? boy. He, 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 dude, he outweighs him by like 100 pounds, and, like, and he's three feet taller than him. Yeah, but why would you give that guy that advantage? You can argue Lemieux's move is a bitch boy move, even though he does it every year. That's a part of his tool belt, dude. That's a part of Richie's tool belt, too. Give him space. He's a big boy. 
We all have different tool belts. We all have different skill sets, Ked. Can, uh, can I say something? I saw Nick Richie back because they were they were chirping before that faceoff had dropped, and I'm like, fuck, maybe they're gonna go. And I saw Richie back way up, and I thought it was just kind of one of those like the game's over. I'm gonna go the other way, and then they dropped the gloves, and I was like, you fucking bitch. My um. My one other thing I wanted to say on Lemieux is like I have a problem with him still, and I, I think I pinpointed it, and I don't know if you're going to agree or disagree with me, but he, he's like a great player on the ice, and he's a great teammate on the ice. Like He means so much to that Rangers lineup when we play them. I feel like he's such an integral part, but my beef with uh, Lemieux might be his dad. Like, Does that make sense that like part of me, you hear the stories of Claude Lemieux's teammates uh growing up and he was just a psycho and it's like you have to think brendan has a little bit of that psycho in a little him. bit you know what I mean? yeah yeah like i, I wonder what he's like quinn because like whenever lemieux takes a bad penalty you scratch the next game i think that's like a lot that has to do with it i think you fucking let the leash off and let the big dog go at it dude like it's way more fun to watch that and on top of like brendan lemieux he can get going like he has speed but he must have the worst balance in the NHL. And like being, he, he reminds of this one kid, Chris Hawk, who would just put pucks in the back of the net, but every few seconds he'd fall over like that. That's Brendan Lemieux. Like, and I wish he had a little bit more, but yeah, you're right. Like, I think the psycho is there. I definitely, but I think he's on a very tight leash. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I have much more from Bruins perspective, coil heating up. That was nice. Oh, oh yeah. it's another classic NHL fucking fanboy Bruin moment when Nick Ritchie falls on Georgiev's head, cuts him wide open, and then the Bruins score, and then the NHL's like, oh, now we can do concussion protocol. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Might have been the Rangers' fault. I feel like the Rangers should have yanked him. Looks like that mm. was your old organization. Mm. Make you think. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I thought last thing I thought uh, he didn't score and he, but he had some chances and couldn't finish. But I thought Studnika played a lot better this past weekend. Great. In game one, he was swinging a stick around. Yeah. Uh, he was playing center, and I think that's his natural position. I think he looks more comfortable. So maybe you move Coil, try him on a wing again. I don't know. I liked how he looked on the third line, and I thought him and Frederick had some good shifts too. One thing that really pissed me off about this game is there was a shift where Kevin Rooney and Smith were going at it, and I watched them go at it the entire shift because, like, I think Rooney did something like it. Maybe he got him up high. Or it was kind of like a cheap thing, and you could tell that Smith was pissed off. And that was in one end. The puck goes down the other end on an icing, and I'm literally watching Smith, like, go directly towards Rooney, hit Rooney into the boards, and then immediately it breaks into some sort of, like, commercial about, like, what's going on in this. Week. Like, what? What are I you know. doing? There could be a fight going on. I hate when they do that. Like the NHL is better people in terms of like, okay, run this camera now. I think ES. I think ESPN might be better at that. You know what I mean? I feel like ESPN might try to eat those highlights up if they have to market it with like UFC and shit. I feel like ESPN. Like I feel like Bucharest would show fights. You know what I mean? I think that would be kind of a different flavor. And there's more fights this year in hockey. So I agree, and it is bull. It's bold because when you watch Nesson or MSG and you watch these games, you see everything, and then you watch NBC and you're just looking at, like, ads and stuff. Yeah, I, just – I don't know, man. I have – I do you have anything else? I have one more thing. I just have to find this really quick. Uh, no, I don't think so. That's pretty much all I had. Blackwell McKeg. Blackwell McKeg was actually funny. I did want to touch on that, just watching Greg McKeg swing a stick at Black Belt, uh, Blackwell for accidentally running into him. Kind of a wild move. I didn't know if McKeg had that in him. Blackwell tried to LeBron him 
right. or, or Allen Iverson him. Whatever yeah. one where like, you step over and like kind of put like that's exactly what Blackwell did. McKeg had you can't have Colin Blackwell be doing that to you in in the National League, especially your first game of the year, dude. Uh here's a stat, stat boy Steven, dude. Since David Quinn started in 2018, the Rangers lead the league in penalty minutes, penalty minutes per game, penalties taken, penalties taken per six. I wouldn't have known that. So kind of a goons, kind of sad to see. I, and they're they're not even fun goons. Oh, really quick before we move on, just because this is Rangers talks. Uh, it was cool to see fans in MSG. The two thousand people. It looked a lot. The first game, it was like kind of bumping. It was weird how it was bumping. And ticket tickets online are actually like kind of cheap. Not bad. Not what I thought they would be. What are they? I think around like a hundred if you sit up high. Yeah, that'd be fun, Ken. Gotta figure it out. All right, uh, Ken. All right, so uh, that was nice beer league. Or sorry, uh, bring the energy, Dale. Yeah, I'm. I'm just getting back into it. Rangers Bruins. Nice job there, boys. Uh, this week beer league roundup. We got a lot to talk about. Beer league roundup this week <laughs> is again brought to you by Can I Brands, the trusted CBD of the NHL. Um, recognized. Well, it's the trusted brand of the morning skate, but yeah, it's a recognized brand of hockey. Their organic products are in 75 percent of NHL locker rooms. Um, you know, we, we love this stuff. Uh, you can use the TMS25 discount code for discounts on all their products. They still have their Can I Sleep guarantee going on. So go over to canibrands.com slash discount. Just pulling up all these things here. Uh, there it is. Uh, slash discount slash TMS25 for your, uh, your chance to take 25% off all CBD with Can I Brands. And today we got a lot to talk about with Beer League. We're going to get into. Can I talk about Can I Brands really quick, dude? Yeah, bro. My bad. My bad. Well, I'm, uh, I'm have my first good skate back today. I'm going to be back on the blue line. Uh, groin's still a little bit sore, so I've been prepping myself with that cream. I think that's been going good. I hammered the uh, sleep stuff and I didn't wake up till like 11.45 today. I don't know if it has any sort of duration, but like I felt good when I woke up. Um, what time did you get out? What? What time did you take it? I'm just curious. Like, oh, I, it was late, dude. It was probably like two, I was playing Call of Duty, dude. So it was, it was, it was a late night, but uh, I appreciated that. And just the whole sleep guarantees kind. Of, I mean, you're it's a no brainer. You can you can order this stuff. Sleep's important to me. If it's, sleep's not important to you, you're you're probably like a serial killer, dude. Like I I just love sleeping. It's the fucking best. Um, and this stuff helps you sleep. And if it, I don't know. To me, it's a no-brainer because either it's going to help you sleep and you're going to get really, really good sleep and you're going to wake up the next day feeling refreshed, ready to attack whatever you have going on the next day. And if it's not for you, you get your money back. So to me, it makes sense. TMS 25, check it out. Um, nice to see that we have some orders placed, so that makes me feel better. But all right, beer league time. Can't wait to talk about this. Yeah, we got, we got a lot of things. Jimmy filled in for my beer league. We're going to get to that in a minute. I do want to introduce, we got a special guest this week, uh, our buddy, our, our Capitals writer, Disco, welcome to the morning skate. Alex, Alex Disco, what's going on, buddy? What's up, boys? I got a quick shout-out to Canada Brands. I got mine the other day. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Great for after the gym stuff. Keeps the body recovering uh, from getting sore. So shout-out them. Fuck yeah, Disco. I love that shit. So you had a, you had a big, <laughs> big night uh, two nights ago, Friday night. You want to let our listeners know uh, – of what what went down well uh friday night was my first ever uh beer league champion 
championship game. Uh, I started playing ice hockey like four years ago. I played roller when I was little, so it was kind of cool to actually like compete in like a championship type environment for hot ice hockey, which I never have before because like all you guys played in high school or played travel or some sort. So I never got to really experience that because my dumb ass was playing basketball, even though <laughs> I was I'm pretty ver- vertically challenged, as one might say. So. It was kind of cool to uh, experience that. Um, there was actually a decent amount of people there, too. But, of course, like, the game got off to a great start before we even got off the ice. We're the home team. Home, I don't know how it is, you guys, but uh, the home team gets to choose what jersey you wear. So we've been wearing our white ones for a home. We get out to go on the ice, and we look to our left, and the team's fucking wearing white jerseys. And we're like, yo, like, we're the home team. You guys got to change. They go, we don't have another set of jerseys. So we're all dressed in our white jerseys, have to go back in the locker room before the game, change into our black Classic beer league. So, <laughs> yeah. And that's like a rule. I don't know about your league, but in ours, like you're supposed to have two jerseys, and this team just does not have two. So it's kind of fucked up. So yeah, great start of the game. And then, uh, I don't know. Um, we got off to uh, we're a tough start, losing one nothing. Your boy gets the tying goal to set the tone. Let's go. And, uh, right. It was off from there. But we had a guy on our team get a fucking 14-minute penalty. He got two twos and a 10, but didn't get ejected. So we were shorthanded with, like, 10 guys for, like, 14 minutes, which is almost what do a do? period and a half. Yeah, what do you do? He uh, he got it. He got in with the guy behind the net. Like, the guy hit him in the head. Of course, in beer league, like, the ref didn't see that. But then he fucking hit him in the head. So right. in our league, if you – like make any contact with the head it's automatic 10 and it's Ooh. like ref disc- uh discretion if it's ejection or not and uh why is a league in arizona that, that much more well run than any league <laughs> i've played in, in in upstate new york it blows my mind <laughs> i don't know we have good like our beer league refs are pretty good we had we only have one guy that's a fucking idiot but we we're pretty good in that aspect so thank god for the championship game it wasn't a shit show but uh, they let us play pretty physical. Then we, we fucking scored eight unanswered and won eight to one. And uh, I got a, a guy ejected in the game. He fucking, this fat fuck, boarded me in my end of the third. Got ejected. So got a nice little power play at the end of the game to seal the deal. I love, I love to see that. Uh, I've actually won a championship 17 to three. I don't know if the finals or the championships or the games that really just get fucking broken wide open. But I love that it was eight one. I love that. You know that you got the boys back in it. Um, I also oh, not to mention, not to mention, I found. Sorry, you go. Oh no, 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 keep going, keep going, keep going. Uh, so I guess in this league, if you win the championship, you get a two hundred dollar bar tab at the rink. <laughs> so that's like what ten to twelve pitchers. So we did that, and then the guy on our team owns a bar like a block away from the rink. So then we had Lord. another bar tab there. Needless to say, push come to shove, I am puking about seven times in the bar <laughs> bathroom before <laughs> before we leave, falling asleep at the bar, drinking out of the fucking not sanitized cup that we got. So needless to say, I got a free COVID vaccine out of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like that. I was going to ask if you drank out of it. I like if you did, that's awesome because I looked at it. It's like classic beer league trophy where it's kind of got some like dust and like some rust. Almost kind of look to it, not like the prettiest. Yeah, love that. What are you drinking out? What did you drink out of the cup? Strictly beer. Uh, well, our rink actually has Molson, so we got some Molson, and then at the, at the bar bar, we just had uh, just some blue, just some Bud Lights, Bud Lattes. 
when when we won, we brought the bar to this one rink, and like people bought us drinks. They thought that we were like a legitimate hockey team, and uh, we were drinking out of it. And that got shut down quick. So I kept slamming the trophy on the bar, and they're like, "You need to stop doing that." So then we pivoted, and then everybody just used it as a spitter. So, uh, that was that was oh, back in the day. Yeah, yeah back in the day. But dude, fucking, you guys got championship hats, dude. New era, too, bro. New era championship hats. I don't think I'll ever wear it again after last night, but or two nights ago. But it's a sick hat. So did they print out two? Like, hold on, so, hold on. So did they print out hats for the other team too? And are those being like shipped to like some foreign country right now for kids to wear for like three bucks? No, 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 no. It just says it just says like C H C A C A H L champions with like the Yotes logo on the front. Still pretty sick though, dude. That's dope. Like I, I, I was watching your stories yeah. and like all that shit, and it was like, fuck, man. I wish I played in the league that ran that well. Do the Coyotes run your beer league? Oh, we might have technical difficulties. No, but like they're they sponsor the drinks. So the rink I play at, can you hear me? Yep. You're good. We can hear you. Let me know when you can hear me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the Yotes, they own, I don't know if they own, but they partner with. Is it cutting out again? We, no, go you're, on. you're on like a three second delay. So when you hear this, just like keep going. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, so uh, the Yotes like sponsor, we play at us in the. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. That's a cut. <laughs> Try to reconnect. Them. All right, so that was disco. Thanks for hopping on. I mean, he got to talk about winning. I'm pumped about that. He got a cool hat out of it. Uh, kid, I mean, that's a pretty cool moment too because he didn't grow up playing ice hockey. He grew up playing roller hockey and just like, dude, I was watching the fact that they had like fans there and like it makes me really wish that like our beer league was like kind of cool. I maybe next year's the year I just fucking do it, dude. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I. It's just got to be nice to play in a beer league that's well run. Um, yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, so shout out to Disco and uh, I think the Stone Cold Stunners. I forget, I forget what team name it is, but it has something to do with NWO and him being a beauty. So good for him. Uh, it's a, it's a cha- that's a first championship for the morning skate, I think. This year? For, like since – oh, yeah, that's, that was a dumb thing. This year, definitely the first championship for – You've won a championship, correct? I've won it, yeah. I mean, yeah, dude, I've won fucking tons of championships. Come on, bro. You used uh, to be like the Steven Stamkos of, uh, of the Capital District area. Never won a championship. I mean, the fucking Mark Messier, Wayne Gretzky, yeah, probably. But um, All right, so let's talk into a beer league that isn't as well run as uh, this goes. Uh, last week I played on Dale's team. Um, we got beat seven to one by kids that we grew up playing in high school. That if it was like a Navy Molson team, we probably would have beat them by twelve. It was like five um, to two, but yeah. Okay. Um, there were three lines and a rotator and six defense. Um, I had so you we played. I think they put set the clock for sixty nine minutes. Hal, ask me how many shifts I had. How many shifts do you have, dude? I had six shifts. In 69 minutes. There was a point where I was on the bench for 14 minutes and 25 seconds. Um, what is a rotator? That is just wild to me. Can we explain uh, it? It's yeah. somebody that rotates through the lines. Not the center, though. He just rotates through the wing. So the first shift, he'll start as a wing. The next shift, he'll go your 
who you're supposed to be paired with the shift after that, then he'll go to the second line and do two shifts with the second line and then do two shifts. with the Really? Third. Yeah. Just, just to know, is Dale a center or a wing? Oh, Dale's a center and he makes sure. Interesting. Um, so we, we pretty much got speed bagged whenever we weren't on the ice. Um, and whenever there's any sort of power play, no matter whose line is up or whose line's next, Dale automatically jumps over the bench with this other kid on the team who's not even on any of our lines. And then Merb jumped over. So they had like probably 20 minutes of power play time. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was just nuts. I've, I've never seen a beer league team like want four lines before. And then they had a game today. It's at 820. I'm not going to that but they had already three lines and they're begging for Skidmore kids to go play. So it's going to be the same thing as last week. It, it was just, it was insane. I've never experienced anything like that before. Um, Dale, what do you have on, uh, yeah. and by the way, Dale was a proponent, uh, I believe of the Skidmore kids coming to add more dad. More depth. So what do you, why do you like long benches so much? I don't, I don't. It's a deeper he's a center. He's a center on that team. So no matter what, his shift doesn't get skipped. It's which not, which is smart because if I was a center, I'd be the same way. Yeah, I mean, just to, just to you know, generate some context around this, Jimmy joined the team halfway through the season. The first half, there was a lot of COVID, COVID uh, absences. There was games where we literally had one person on the bench. Um, so we kind of were coming off that. Granted, we could kind of maybe take roll call a little bit earlier than 12.30 for a 7 o'clock game. A lot of people want to play. A lot of people, yeah, are subbing in. Um, Our text group has 20 people. Jimmy. And, why, and then why are subs coming on top of that? So Jimmy and Jimmy aren't original. Yeah, both, both Jimmys aren't original members, but they're very skilled um, in comparison to the league. So they're they're attractive to bring in. So I understand why our team would want them as well as other players. Um, same with the Skidmore kids. The Skidmore kids are going to be like the best kids in the league um, tonight. But – uh, yeah, I, yeah. I'm sorry, Jimmy and Jimmy, that both of them had very limited ice time. Um, also, are what's? Yeah, it's not. Is it, this isn't a playoff game, is it? So that's what we can get into. So we're losing by maybe two at this point. It was three to one with um, 15 minutes left, and and Al, let me just talk talk to you really quick. Sorry, sorry, Bizdev. This is a league where like if you put me, Bizdev, and Jimmy on the ice for four minutes, I'm not fucking around. We could probably score four or five goals. Like, just how it is. Like, I was taking quick shifts because we had 30 people on our bench. Well, that was a problem. But if and Jimmy on the ice for four minutes, we could at least score four goals. So we could have won that game easily. And that's not me being cocky. Like, that's how bad the league is. Well, that's the problem with the road table, too, because the three of us never really got anything going together. Like, we hardly had any shifts together. Maybe two out of your six shifts were complete, the three of us. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And... So the rotator goes through. We're down two goals, and now he has to go through again. It's later in the game, and he comes up to me. He's like, hey, man, I just want to let you know, like, I'm supposed to rotate through your line, but I think I'm going to rotate through the third line again. I'm like, Bob, that sounds like an excellent fucking idea. That's the best idea this team's had all day. Keep it up. This is fantastic. So he goes down to the third line. He's like, hey, I'm going to rotate through you guys again. And one of the guys goes, it's not playoffs. We're having fun. At that point, I quit that team. Well, that's not my issue. I think what my issue now is, so if, are you trying to get in the playoffs, Dale? Or are you in the playoffs? Everybody, everybody makes the playoffs. I think the elderly guy who's just playing for fun, who's really 
not not very. So rich. why is why you guys having college kids come to this? Dude, we just need college it. kids don't come to this, they'll lose by a hundred goals. But yeah, but at the same time, like you don't want to be those guys. There's nothing worse than the team. You walk in the rink, you're like, we're supposed to beat these guys 10-0. I'm walking into this rink with 10 regulars, two lines of forwards, two lines of D. This is our squad. We don't need subs. And you're running 17 deep with two D3 kids? Yeah. Come on, bro. Look yourself in the mirror. That's disrespectful. And like, that's one of those games like – when you're an older guy, you're a 35 year old. Like you're screwed when you see those college kids. Like when Dale, like Dale, when you flip around an old guy, it's nothing. But when a 21 year old does, he's yeah. got to go home and look I, on I, would feel a little, I would feel a little bit worse if it was like the black team we were playing, which is filled with uh, elder demographic. This team is, you know, this white team has, uh, I don't know, young Shen kids. They've got a lot of young little ringers too. So I don't feel like this one. It's I about, have you ever played hockey before and then you leave the rink and you're like, man, I don't think I ever want to play that again. Like that's how it was last week. Yeah, we had some, we've had some open skates like that. I don't know. I just think the league might lack a little bit of integrity. But uh, good luck, Dale. If anything, if anything, it makes it fair having the Skidmore kids play with thirty people because they, they should only be out there a minute. Yeah, it's just a lot of people. It's just a lot of people. That's all I was thinking. Twenty people. How do you have that many people on your team? That blows my mind. And I get like the COVID and people not showing up. That's why you get people to come in and like be extras. You don't be like, oh, you're on the team now. And well, you we, we had we got we got to a point where we got to a point where we had so little people that we needed to like add people to the team. And now everybody's back and everybody's either had COVID or um, is fine. So I, I don't know. And I I do want to say though, and I this might be too short for some leagues, but if you're in like a normal league where it's like average competition. Two lines of forwards, two lines of D is awesome. I've actually convinced myself with COVID, like, because you get normal breaks. Uh, you get normal breaks. It's not like there's one guy on the bench, but you also get to stay in the flow of the game the entire time. Two and two is perfect. Ten bodies always. Yeah. I like, I would rather, I figured it out. If I ever joined a beer league, like a different beer league, I would rather be on a team with 10 guys where we all pay like 50 bucks more than have a team full. You know what I mean? And then you can pick and then you can pick subs from there if you need them during the league. But sometimes sometimes yeah. playing games like on a Sunday night at 1050 with six or seven skaters builds character. That's how you win championships. No, 100 percent. And I honestly think that like I my perfect max roster rostered players, non guests rostered players is 13 people just because you do have people come out. So that would give you three lines of forwards or two lines of defense. And if, if it fucks up lines at some point, oh, well, at least because there are going to be times where you're going to miss four or five guys. And if that yeah. happens, at least you have some backups. Anything extra should just be like, hey, you're just going to be an extra on this team and place a certain amount of games. If you play that amount of games, you'll be eligible for playoffs. Like, that's how it should be. Yeah. And I, I want to throw that one out there, too. My league doesn't care. Our playoffs start. Our league doesn't care about ringers in the playoffs. I think that's kind of tough. When are your playoffs? What's that? When's playoffs? Tonight. First round. Oh, so, sure. If you lose tonight, are you done? Yeah, but we – we um. We have a new skate starting next week, too. So I think I talked about that last time. I think we're actually revolting from the league. So I think I think I'm going to end up not being in a league and just playing in a skate with the same group of guys. And then I'm going to try to pick up a second skate or a second league, and that's how I'm going to go. If you win tonight, ah, oh, fuck, it's kind of close notice. All right, never mind. I was going to say. We can talk. I was going to say. Several more rounds. Yeah, maybe if it's like a championship, we'll see. We'll see how the schedule pans out. Oh, I'd love to win a championship on your team, dude. <laughs> uh, we probably won't make it there. So I think that's it, dude. I think we just spent a ton of time on Beer League, no? 
Yeah, we sure did. All right, let's go to the next one. Uh, EA Roundup. Yeah, whatever. I don't have anything. I think it's funny. Dom Moore's last segment. Dom Moore's hey, zeros and zeros. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just gonna week. take you guys through. Where's Where's Patty B? Have we just been ignored? Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just gonna take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here. No, Patty B's been doing voicemails. I just forgot how to make them into a video to put them on here. But I'll figure that out. He actually, COVID brain, bro. Yeah, it is what it is. COVID brain. Uh, heroes and zeros of the week. I'm going to go first. I have two heroes this week. My first hero, the uh, Kaprizov, Rasu, Gorella line in Minnesota has 21 points in 10 periods since they played together. Zook has three goals, eight assists in seven games. Uh, Nick Bustack was interviewed. He brought his swagger, and we all kind of followed. And that Kaprizov kid has six goals and 11 assists in 18 games. So it looks like Zook's playing with somebody who can fucking put the puck in the back of the net. I'm really excited for him. Uh, everywhere that guy goes, he's a fucking fan favorite. So – I think I'm a Minnesota Wild fan now. I like it. And then you look at the other side, right? The young Russian. Everyone, there was like that article that came out. It was basically like the Minnesota Wild have never had a player like this. And he's electric. He throws yeah. the body around a little bit. I, I put in a video originally, like an ISO cam of a shift of his. He just fucking skates laps around the, the yeah. offensive zone the entire time. So he's electric. It's good to see Zook on his feet. Um, yeah, I know. It's kind of turning. And the other thing about the Wild I think we could bring up too they should just – somebody tweeted this out, and I totally agree with it. Uh, they should just stick with uh, green and yellow jerseys. It might have been Butch, Butcher Gross. I they're, think those are so much cooler than their originals. They're really, really, really cool. Like, right? Like They played the Kings, and like those two jerseys together were fucking sick. Yeah, so I think that should be their, their jersey permanently. Hopefully they do that because then they'll be even cooler. You know what I mean? Like I think Minnesota might actually be turning a corner. And if we go back to it, it's kind of because – Bill Guerin, right? Like Bill Guerin came in and he did a bunch of crazy ass trades, brought over Zuccarello's contract, and that one's paying off for him. The signing, actually, no, that signing he was signed before Guerin got there. Yeah. I take that back. Still, though, I mean, it's working out. Yeah, no, it is. No, for sure. I'm really, I'm thrilled to see Zuccarello producing. And you're right. I, and those jerseys make the Minnesota Wilds franchise franchise like way cooler. I think. Yeah. No, I, like, agree. I think they're easy to root for watching them wear those jerseys and the other jerseys. I don't know why. And it would be sick. It would be sick to see like Minneapolis if like they went on a run. You know what I mean? Like outside in the rank and shit. So hopefully they turn it around. Uh, My my last hero, uh, Mark Andre Fleury, went on the Pat McAfee show the other day, and and Pat was talking about hockey. Pat's like a huge hockey guy, which I think is hilarious. He offered Mark Andre Fleury a hundred grand for charity if he scores a goal this year, and Fleury's eyes lit right up. So watch out for the Fleury goal. Watch. I think that's something that that I I. Can I bet that? I bet he does it this year. I, just have a, I have a feeling. Just because this is out there in the air now? 100 grand, dude. That's a lot of money to go to charity. And honestly, like, I feel like sometimes uh, goalies don't do it because they're going to get yelled at by their coach. But like, let's Fleury, say Fleury tries to do it and it gets broken down or whatever. And the coach is like, Fleury, what are you doing? He's like, dude, coach, it's 100 grand to charity. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. And like Flurry probably has a little bit of a leash. Actually, maybe he doesn't, but it's like for Flurry, what does he care? Like they'll probably just start Leonard next game anyway. Yeah. Once he comes back, you know what I mean? He's got nothing to lose. I agree with that. It's kind of like he's the veteran. He's like, I don't know, kind of always been the star of Vegas. So I can yeah. see that. I agree. So those are my two heroes. All right, I'll go. Hero, my first, I got a couple. Hero two zeros. My hero of the week, I think it was, I got to find the tweet, Bruins Flyers Outdoor Classic, I think was like the most oh, watched yeah. game uh, in like NHL for a long time. Uh, here we go. 
Bruins Tahoe game on Sunday night was first regular season game to ever top a million viewers on MSNBC. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. I thought the production of that was really good. I don't really want to spend too much time on it, but ends on everybody watched it because there was so much controversy about the game the night before. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm not saying in particular it's because of the Bruins and the Flyers, but I think the NHL did a good job. Was my whole fucking point. Okay. Oh, everybody All loves right. the Bruins. Everybody loves the Bruins. Yeah, that's right. Do three and ones uh, in the series. Okay. Oh, there. Here we go. Eddie Olchuk. This is a tough one. Zero of the week. Eddie's my zero of the week. He mentioned that Mark Stahl could be a potential trade deadline fit for the Bruins. Grow up, Eddie Olchuk. Eddie O does not enjoy the Bruins. He's always so crass when he calls Bruins games. It just makes me sick. It's one of those guys. Everyone has a random national announcer that you just think hates their team, and Eddie O's that guy. And, like, in what world watching Mark Stahl just, like, suffer for the Red Wings this year? Do you think the Bruins are like, that's what we need to sure up that blue line to go get a cup? I don't know. And but the reason I hate the reason it makes me so nervous is because like the Bruins do sometimes go get like Nick Holden at the deadline. You know what I mean? Like they always get they just signed Tenority, so I hopefully Tenority took that role of a relevant defenseman. But I just can't believe that. How many NHL teams are there? 30, 31. There's quite a bit of NHL teams. Yeah. I 30. cannot believe that there's at least one general manager out of those 30 plus people that think Mark Stahl belongs in the NHL. That blows my fucking mind. I don't get it. Stevie Y, bro. Talk, my other zero of the week, someone else who doesn't belong in the NHL, David Ayers. Why am I still hearing about him? It's like, it was such a cool story. I just feel like him and his wife are kind of milking it a little bit on social media. Like, he has, like, the cave that's, like, a memorial. I feel like they're tweeting about it every other day. I don't want to be a negative Nancy. It's just kind of popping up a lot. The Hamburglar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Dale, what do you think? Do you think I'm being harsh on Ayers? I mean, I think it's a sick story, but you're right. I mean, you get 15 minutes of fame sometimes. It's it's tough to see people drag it out. But yeah, I mean, like, he has a podcast now, right? Exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying, dude. Should he have a podcast? Like, he, if I was David Ayers, why well, have a podcast? So I'm acting like a huge asshole right now. But if I was David Ayers and I didn't have a podcast when I did that, all you would do is like, that's the ultimate, like, drinking beers at a bar. Like, oh, yeah, well, one time I came in and, like, won a game. It's not like I'm going to like turn this into like a D-list celebrity situation. That's how I feel. True. Yeah, I respect but If you want to come on the podcast, that'd be awesome, though. Maybe we'll be like, <laughs> I don't know if I was just too negative. That's my zero of the week. Was I just too harsh on David Ayers? No, dude, I asked David Ayers to come on the podcast when it first happened, and he big leagued me. He's not allowed on the podcast. <laughs> All right, oh. that makes me feel better. All right. Um, I'm going to start off with my zero of the week talking about, you know, clout or whatever, but uh, we posted a video. That video went around on a lot of different accounts of uh, beer league player, or maybe it was a youth hockey player, just slashing someone's stick. Oh, good call. Hit it with zero. Good call, G. Broke. Uh, yeah, I took a screenshot of it so I would remember to make it my zero, dude. Uh, so we tag the kid whose original video it was, like you know, proper social media etiquette. And then he messages us and says, "You're gonna mention in your caption, I wasn't the only." I wasn't the one who did it since you want to make the caption about looking like I did. And our caption literally, it said something, I forget what the caption said, but it has the, uh, the film emoji with his handle in parentheses, universal sign for this is the person that filmed it. And, and we're just like, come on, dude, we, we just posted your video. It got fucking like 10,000 views. Like you're welcome. <laughs> Dude, at first, I, I think at first I was like, oh, dude, my bad. And then I looked at it, and I was like, no, dude, fuck you, dude. 
I'm just gonna take it down. Go fuck yourself. This, this is what you said. You said no at one at not at one point did I mean for it to read that way, way. I still don't think it does. I think it just shows that the video came from you. And then you go, actually, I'm just gonna delete it. What a world. What a world. Fuck that guy. Oh, because you're making it look like me. No, we didn't call you scumbag, but I'm calling you scumbag right now. So <laughs> that's it. Right. Well, that, was, that was that. On a positive, uh, my my I sold my car this week, which was nice. But my hero goes out to our buddy Casey Bianco, who curated that sale. Just, uh, uh, just rent. nice kids, nice guys to have in your corner. My my hero also goes out to Jimmy's haircut. Uh, Ked. Ked's haircut's looking nice. He's on the come up. It's hot Ked summer. You better watch out. Uh, the kid's back. So all the boys really uh, are all the cool Connors fucking on fire too. So all my friends are having a good 2021. I just got to say that. Like 2020 was a shitty year. All my friends are winning in 2021. I love that. I mean, I got COVID. So yeah, not. I don't winning. We have the antibodies now. Yeah, true. We both have, I, we have trips planned out west. Really, so we've had to battle through a lot of adversity. COVID, the Twitter followers getting shadow banned on Facebook. There's we wouldn't say it's been the best year. Yeah, I, I mean, it can only go up from here. I just think it's funny how your hero of the week, Dale, is just kind of divulged into some random person from our hometown. So you um, about your car situation uh two podcasts ago. So can, can we start talk? Can we start calling Dale's hero? <laughs> can we start calling Dale's hero of the week his hometown hero of the week? Yeah, was, that's my point. I didn't name anybody in person. Like it was you should be proud. You're the one who sold the car. Your hero of the week should be you sold an old car online. You did it, not the person who helped you do it. Take some credit, bro. Or to the person that was dumb enough to buy it. Yeah. Can you imagine someone's just going home tonight being like, I listened to the Morning Skate podcast. You know, Casey Bianco's Dale's hero of the week. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, Casey. That's it. I don't know. You guys got anything else? I think Ked's got to go yeah, play hockey. Yeah, game, but. Uh, yeah, real, real quick, Les. I'm, so, I'm sorry to cut you off. Real, you're good. Um, had Russ Layton from Sparks and. Anthony on from Blade Tag, two awesome conversations back to back pods last week that will be coming out this next upcoming Wednesday and the following Wednesday. Got into some sick stuff. I mean, both things, stuff you don't really like think about too much with growing up. Uh, I never really put much thought into my hollow. Um, having an extra pair of blades, the way it's skate sharpened, uh, it was honestly fascinating, both of them. So I'm uh, looking forward to sharing those, cutting up some cool clips. Um, that's all I got immediately on uh, my biz dev stuff. I didn't make the, the um, Sparks one, but the Blade Tech one, again, like kind of like the Can Ibrahams, it's like a no-brainer. Like NHL players are using it, and it's proven to make you faster. So if you check that out, I mean... And, and, I might have lost, and like a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, so that's something that you guys should check out. And then we're also in talks with uh, Aaron Asham. I think Aaron Asham's going to come on the podcast. Yeah. That'll be pretty cool. I think he's one of the... I don't know if he's the only one, but if he's not one of the few players that have played for all Metropolitan teams. So, well, something to think about. But, all right, guys. Well, that was this week's episode of the Morning Skate. I'm going to go play hockey now. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We will talk to you guys later. Nah, I don't need no fraud.